dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal, straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs are the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. Back on the grind, you can't make this up podcast, Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Killer was good. Man, chilling, chilling. It's football Sunday. I thought I'd wear my Bengals gear. You know, in case you want to borrow something, I'll just show you what I got. Who, no? me? Yeah, you Wear know. some bangle stuff? Yeah, who they? Okay, then, then let's, do, let's do this then. Let's do this then. <laughs> so let's get this going the right way. First football Sunday of the year. Let's make a let's make a brotherly bet, man. Deal, deal. Okay, so uh, if the Steelers win the division, okay. you got to wear some Steelers gear. Okay. If the Bengals win the division, I got to wear some Bengals gear. To a remote. Facts. Deal. Facts. And I'll, wear, Shake and, and, and I'll wear some Steelers gear to a gig. Hey! How about that? How about that? You said it on air. It's done. It's it's, it's facts. It's It's facts. Well, shoot, we talking football. Let's get these Super Bowl predictions out the way. Yeah. Nice and early. I made mine on the air. So it's super in stone on the air and on the podcast. I picked with my heart. (laughs) (laughs) I picked the Steelers over the Patriots in the AFC. And then I picked uh, Atlanta over who the hell did I have them beaten? Uh, beat. Ah, I gotta listen to it because I can't fucking remember. Hold that say, thought. Tell us yours. <laughs> okay. Well, for me, uh, I'm gonna pick with my heart because one of these years my heart will will be right. That's a good way to go. I'm gonna have Cincinnati. Oh, you don't say. Beating. Who I want to say? Cincinnati <laughs> beating New England to get to the chip. Okay. And then I'm gonna have the Falcons losing. To the Vikings, and I'm gonna have Zimmer versus Marvin Super Bowl Fifty in the A, or whatever it is. I know it's in the A. But yeah, it's just a whole Super bunch Bowl of something them. in in the A. So Bengals Vikings are my picks. Bengals Vikings. Yeah, man. And I got the Steelers Atlanta, but I just can't remember who I had Atlanta beating in the oh, AFC. I want to say you had them beating Green Bay, but I'm not for sure. Maybe I'm okay. Wrong. I had them beating the Rams. Rams. I had them beating the Rams. I had them beating the Rams. So Steelers gonna beat the. Falcons in ATL. Okay. Shawty. Okay. Book it. Take it to the bank. Okay. I'm probably okay. wrong. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but hey, well, one of these years, hey, hopefully the bank You keep get, picking the same one, thing eventually. That's that's what uh my homeboy mom used to say Let's when she little, played the lotto. Just keep picking the same numbers. Eventually <laughs> it's gonna come out. Let's put a little side a side some side sauce on it. How many wins the Browns get this year? Browns get five wins. I say they get seven. Ooh. I really do. I think and when is their first win come? Uh, I think it's going to be September 9th. Uh, yeah. Look at this watch. Oh, that's today. 17-14. <laughs> oh, they're going to beat my Steelers today. Today. Okay. You want to bring another bet? <laughs> <laughs> since, we, since we out here betting this shit, you know what I mean? I mean, you know what? Uh, yeah. We'll talk about here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, football season is back a full swing. Yeah. Uh, we had, obviously, high school football. has oh, been back Rams. for like two weeks. Y'all lost to Pickerton Central, mm. state champ versus state champ. Yeah. They are like D1, y'all D3, but True. y'all beaten plenty of D1 teams yeah. on y'all road to victory. Y'all yeah. beat uh, Wayne last year, so, I mean, y'all beat tons of D1 teams. Yeah, we lost pretty uh, convincingly, too. It happens, it happens. Yeah. Slippery, sloppery field, man. Definitely, definitely. It's been that weather's been nasty getting those hurricane remnants up here, so it's been nonstop, just that piss-you-off rain all right. day. So. Just Leave you in the house to chill all day. Yeah. Buckeyes did their thing yesterday. Definitely. Definitely. Man, they 2-0. 2-0 without Herb. Herb mm-hmm. comes back not this week, but next week. So they got one more game without Herb. Mm-hmm. TCU next week. First road game of the season. Uh, offense looks spectacular. Yeah, Bucks looking all right. They, I mean, I know they ain't played, quote-unquote, nobody. But right, we got to see how they... When this when it's twenty one, all oh, what's yeah. happening? So so we, we gotta see we gotta test that test those waters. But facts facts overall facts. they're looking pretty good in the first two weeks. So. Absolutely, man. Let's get into it, man. Yeah. Nike Nike, yeah, man. Just do it. Just do it, man. What you think about the Colin 
campaign. Hey man, I you know me, I'm petty Kev through and through, so I enjoy <laughs> all pettiness. So to see how Nike just been, been been being how they've been being the people that are criticized, and you know they they put up the, the directions on how to burn your stuff, <laughs> and you know be careful, and you know they don't care about you burning your stuff because you already pay for it. And, Facts. But the 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 meat of, meat of it all, man, I think it's a big move for. Standing up for just for just for just something right, you know. Standing up for, you know how how these things get twisted into five, six different topics. When when you know the origin, the 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 reason why it's happening was police brutality Facts. against us, you know. And and you know, however, however you people want to spin it, you know. Even Charlemagne said this week, you know, I've seen it multiple times. Like Kaepernick really went and hollered at a veteran and got some advice from mm-hmm. someone that. You know he respected and from from the military on how to, on how to handle this. So for it to be that and gone all the way to where it's gone, and now someone like Nike is backing that and putting putting the, you know I got your back, we supporting you, we with you. I think it's huge. It's, it's huge. huge. Now I have two lines of thought on this. One, the most important part, um, Colin is standing for something, mm-hmm. obviously, and. What he said in there is 100% true. He's risking it all. He risks his career. Yeah, definitely. You know what I'm saying? He's not, I don't know, uh, 35 years old speaking up about it when his career is on the end. Mm-hmm. He said that smack dab in the middle of his playing career. Yeah. Uh, no, he wasn't the quarterback that he used to be, but he's still speaking up, and he can still be on the team making some money, yeah. but he's not. So you hear about athletes or people criticizing athletes about speaking up and talking about problems that's going on, but you know you always hear about guys are scared to lose that check. Like, mm-hmm. man, where where else can you get this type of money right. for playing the kids' game? Nowhere. So in in his world, he did risk it all. He risked everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, he don't have an NFL paycheck coming in no more. It's, I, he'll, he'll never play in the league again. Let's just let's just keep it funky. Yeah, it's it's over for that. Yeah. Well, with this collusion stuff, you know, he won't. I don't think he would. He would ever play. But I think, I think he will definitely stay on the right side of oh, like for sure. of, 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 of 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 this story. You yeah, know, he will yeah, stay, yeah. He will stay on the right side of it, and he will still he'll he'll be fine. Right, you know? right. <laughs> and I tackle this from the Nike perspective. Mm-hmm. It's twofold. I believe, one, yes, Nike wants to be on the right side of history. But two, it is to sell sneakers. It is to sell gear. Oh, definitely. Because you know what? Nike's not concerned about the 65-year-old white man. Mm -hmm. They're concerned about the 32-year-old kid still. You know what I'm saying? The the 25-year-old person who's diverse, who lives, I don't know, in New York City, where it's a melting pot of the whole country. Mm Mm-hmm. That like, oh man, I need some new shoes, or I need some new gear. Are they down with what I'm down with? They want a, a collective of people. Yeah, those, those are the market spenders. The old people, you know what? They buying the Air Monarchs from <laughs> DSW, yeah. and they rocking them until the wheels fall off. Yeah, people like me, I'm up at Nike every day. Yeah, <laughs> we and getting I, it in, B. Nike, <laughs> Nike really taught me something when you know a a sport that's growing in the youth like golf. Golf is starting to be you know, looked at as, you know, an option for a youth. When we were in school, golf felt was almost like, bro, you playing golf. You know? <laughs> now at least people will be like, you know, it, it they will consider it. Yeah. You know, it's it has a it has a good youth program. The first tee program is huge around the country. But when Nike stopped making golf equipment, mm-hmm. all they wanted to do was make Nike apparel. Yeah. You know, that kind of was like they are really challenging the the game. You know, they they're really expanding, they're really or they're really challenging themselves because that was a huge market for them as far as, you know, everybody had Nike putter at some time or, you know, some Nike club, golf bag, golf balls, whatever. And then to kinda knock all that off mm-hmm. and just stick to like apparel and other sports, you know, they kinda trying to tackle their market. You yeah. Know? It's like we talked about almost with the with the Apple music thing, you know. You know, someone has a, a ten thousand streams. You know, they're gonna take those ten thousand people and try to find a million like them to push this this project mm-hmm. to. You know, it's almost like to buy a twenty dollars. We know we know who buying Nike. Yeah, we know who's supporting it the most. Yeah, we gonna focus on yeah. them. And it's business. Business is business, yeah. and business stay booming for Nike because Nike is a brand. Dog. Definitely, we it's a part of our 
everything. You know, like when we grew, everybody was just doing it. Everybody had the Spike Lee ads. You remember all those back in the day? And I mean, it was just Nike. Nike's been Nike for us for a minute. Facts. I remember in middle school, Monticello Middle School, playing football, and we went to go get some cleats. And of course, my dude was just like, "All right, here goes some cleats." And I was like, "What color do you want?" I was like, "Oh, I need some black ones." <laughs> she picked up some Adidas. Now, nah, there's nothing wrong with Adidas. Yeah. When you get older, like, "Oh, Adidas got some fly shit. That's cool." Or you can even get some shell toes back then. Mm-hmm. But some Adidas cleats? Yeah. Not gonna happen. I need the Nike shark cleats, ma. <laughs> I need the Nike shark cleats. Now, the Adidas joints was like fifty bucks. The yeah. Nike shark cleats was like ninety five bucks. Yeah, I got those Nike shark in cleats in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's how real it is, man. The swoosh is real. Nike mm-hmm. is real. For especially for you know what I'm saying, people our age, it has been Nike through and through. Yeah, like if you go into somebody's closet. Nine times out of ten, it's mostly Nike, dog. Yeah. Like a sneaker person, it's mostly Nike. It's, it's Nike, it's Jordan, they're all the same thing. And they got a dabble of, you know what I'm saying, a couple pair of Adidas, a couple pair, you know what I'm saying, just other brands mm-hmm. or whatever. But, you know, for Nike to make, I don't know if, I won't necessarily say a statement, because I do truly think it's really all about buying and selling sneakers mm-hmm. and everything like that, because that is what they do. Now, they're going to be on the right side of history, which is a very important situation mm-hmm. and very important to be a part of. But it still is about selling gear, selling merch. Definitely. And we are going to buy it. Definitely. And I'm going to buy some more. But Definitely. I do think the dopest <laughs> part about it is that they didn't tell the NFL about it. And there are the NFL's. Uh, yeah. They they provide the swag for the <laughs> NFL. So every NFL player out there has got Nike on. Yeah. On their gloves, on their pants, and then they, jersey. More petty and buy some ad time. Woo! Just just to get the commercial off. Was it me or was Collins Fro a little more boom? A little yeah, more thicker yeah, yeah. than normal. I mean, I think with the turtleneck, it always helps. <laughs> it always helps the fro with the turtleneck. Look, look very, very <laughs> 1960-ish. Look very Black Panther-ish out there. Yeah. It was a dope ad, man, you know, just yeah. talking about. And, you know, it, it wasn't really, it wasn't him saying what he's doing mm-hmm. is dreaming big yeah. and that's something i don't i think everybody can get behind i mean you've been dreaming with nike since you've been a kid Facts. you know so it wasn't even to me it was just the next the next step for nike as far as like how they've been pushing them on us for decades you know they had another dope visual another something that's going to have you talking in the barbershops and then you know around with your boys and ultimately you're going to be having them orange boxes in the closet. Absolutely. You know? so. Absolutely. I, I got some on the way. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, think about the ad. I mean, you had Serena. If you're just a girl from Compton, mm-hmm. why not be the greatest tennis player ever? If you're just a kid from Akron, why not be the best basketball player ever? Yeah. Why just settle for being the uh, best linebacker on the team? Be the school president, too. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, it's telling kids to dream. Like, you don't have to be one thing. You don't want to be pitching hold to one thing or you're just this. No, you can do it all. Yeah. And who can who can deny that? No one. Who can deny that? If, if people truly listen to the ad as opposed to seeing Colin's face uh, being a part of the ad, these are the same things they're telling their kids right now. Exactly. But instead, they're burning their shit and burning themselves yeah. as well. You see the oh, dude that burnt his house down? No. Yeah, burnt his fucking house down, burning his Nike shit. <laughs> Karma's a bitch, bro. Oh, yeah. And dude it happens got, quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fire go ass left eye. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, yeah, yeah. like these people burning their shit. And I said, said it on the air, and then I seen a post about it. Like, yo, you people that are burning your stuff, give it away. Exactly. Like, yo, donate it to a church. You you burning something that's already been, you know, the point of sale has already happened. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't want you don't want to rock with Nike no more. That's your prerogative. Yeah. You can you can do that. Get off you any highway in America and find somebody to give it to. Yeah. You, know, <laughs> you you it's trust me, it's a church that takes clothes. Exactly. You don't want none of your Nike stuff no more. You not support Nike. That's your Shout right. Shout to Nick Cannon too. He bought up Ooh. all the Nike socks and gave them to the homeless vets around. That's that's you know, super dope. That's that's how you impact. You that's know? how you impact, man. If you don't want to rock with Nike, don't burn your stuff. Just donate it to exactly. somebody that could use it. Like yeah. that's a way better better way of using your time and using something you already spent money on. Definitely, definitely. Give it to somebody, man. Definitely. My but, favorite pair of Nikes always was them Pippin Air. The, uh, those are the ones that I just hold near and dear. Like. They they impacted me in my youth, you know. Like that, those were a pair of shoes that, you know, probably the nicest ones I had as a kid. You know, <laughs> those were the ones that I came home and changed out in, me put on my play shoes before <clears throat> I went back out. You know, 
Nike, hey, Nike, Nike. Just do it, baby. Just I love Nike. It. I Definitely. love Jordan brand. I love sneakers. Definitely. I'm about to go buy some. <laughs> uh, yo, man, we got to talk about the homie, man. The homie died of a drug overdose. Man. Mac Miller, man. 26. 26. Yeah. Yo, that's 1992, bro. It's 1992, man. man. 1992 does not seem like it's 26 years ago. At all. But that's, so this young man lost his life because of drugs, man. What mm. is about fame and drugs? Like, it seems like they always meet somewhere. I mean, yeah. we had the situation with Demi Lovato. Countless mm-hmm. other, others have been died of drug overdoses. What is up with that? I that's that is the million dollar question because you know throughout just even our lifetimes, you know, the artists that died in the eighties and nineties, mm-hmm. you know, the artists that died and like it hasn't stopped. It's just been different artists. Yeah, it's always centered around that that. That smack, you know, whatever <laughs> else you know, whatever else you're doing, and ultimately, man, I just, I, I really think creative people, man, they really get lost in it, you know, like they they are out here, some of them, you know, not not even not even managing their lives, they have someone else managing everything for them, and ultimately, they don't feel like they can lose. They don't feel like they can be told no. They don't feel like they have to wait in here or I can't do this. And drugs, partying, money, you know, they all, like you say, they all meet at some intersection at some point, you know, and it's, it's sad. It's sad to see people young with talent. with Amy Winehouse. Yeah, with futures, you know, that, that could really, you know, impact the music and entertainment worlds and they – you know, shoot themselves in the foot, you know? Yeah, man. I, I didn't read a lot about the story, man. But, I mean, obviously, first, well, not the first thing that came to mind, but one of the first things that came to mind is, like, yo, I, the whole situation that you heard about rumors with him and uh, old girl Ariana, uh, Ariana Grande, yeah. him battling depression with that, obviously using the drugs as a coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. Yo, man, I just want to say, anybody that's, like, having these problems and dealing with stuff, man, talk to somebody. Yeah. Talk to you. Talk to your homeboys. Talk to your homegirls. You know what I'm saying, if you got a job, go go get that counseling, man. Yeah. You got insurance for a reason. Exactly. You know what I'm saying. Talk to somebody. Exactly. You know what I'm saying. If you got to smoke a J, you know what I'm saying. Do you? But yo, don't turn to the needle, please. Yeah. Don't tor- turn to uh, snooting and fruiting and booger sugar, man. please. Like <laughs> yo, it's 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 been killing mofo's for years, especially entertainers. Like like it's almost like. You see more entertainers dying from these overdoses like like that than regular Joes. Mm-hmm. Like yo, because they got so much money, they yeah. can get as much as they need. And I and I don't understand why 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 you have to you know like how high do you need to, like how high are you wanting to get to 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 even think about functioning in what you're doing? You right. Know, like you know like smoke a J here and there, you know whatever every day every hour. To me. That's not the last. That's not the worst thing in the world. But to me, it's like when when you getting high, are you getting high for a purpose, or are you getting high to like shield and yeah. make yourself feel better? Are you getting high like, man, this helped me be creative, or you know, I gotta have this to turn off all these demons in my head, you right? Know? And it's like, like you say, people people are quick to go to world star for the laugh at someone else. But they're very they're very timid and even even with their core friends to open up about you know something that's they're not proud of yeah. you know and you know for someone that like me I struggle with anxiety I struggle with depression I struggle with PTSD you know sometimes I'm low sometimes I'm you know not low but to you when I'm low I know I need to start going to talking with people I need to start getting out the house I need to start getting out my shell my cocoon. Because the impact of your own mind, mm-hmm. like it, it's obviously ruined lives, families, situations. You know, it's it's been it's been terrible. But the drug, man, the drug, the the, the it seems like people are chasing that stronger high. Yeah, and that's the part I don't understand. Like, yeah, like you've been hung over to you know the tenth degree you know and then you wake up like yo I'm not doing this no more but you still do it a few you know, a couple <laughs> weeks later but eventually you really stop thinking and be like yo I'm not doing this yeah with the with drugs it seems like it's the opposite it seems like it seems like you start low and then next thing you know you know you out here you know risking it all 
risking it all, oh. man. Oh, man. It's, it's just sad to think about somebody that's 26 years old is man. gone and they ain't never coming back. You know what I'm saying? And the people out there in the social media have been terrible to Ariana Grande, I read. You know, like, really? They've been like, she had to turn off her IG comments because people were just blaming her because of their relationship. He started. He had like that DUI yeah. right after they broke up. He was with her in the with the concert shit when the bomb went off at her right. concert. So like they 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 had a pretty strong thing. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know the story of who did what or what happened. But people were really going at her for like blaming her for him being like this. Can't do that, at man. At all, man. At like all. we not in a relationship. Who's to say that? He she was high and start being whatever. Yeah, he he could have been doing God knows what, or mm-hmm. she could have been trying to tell him like, all right, let's let's get off this, let's let's try to get you help, and he could have been unresponsive to that, man. Or she could have been the total bitch about it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like we don't know, we're not there, but what we do know is he ain't here no more. Exactly. And and it ain't nobody's fault, but it I ain't gonna say it's his own fault, but I mean he's the one using the drugs. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. He's the one responsible for his own life, but. You can't blame her for it. Like, mm-hmm. yo, she ain't have a gun and kill him. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Like, it's just, like, they broke up. She's moving on with her life. So what, she was supposed to stick around forever? Right. Like, it, it, you can't You can't be with your new boo helping your old boo. Oh, that's not going to fly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's not going to fly. Can't, you can't. <laughs> okay, since you brought it up, since you brought it up, uh, are you still in communication with some of your former things now that you're a grown-ass married man with three children? Communication is a, <laughs> is a word. <laughs> no, like, so I am friends with some on social media. Okay. But there is not like a weekly what's up. What's a, a Every time you post something, I got a like, comment, Double share, tap. you know, all, nothing like that. But at the same time, like, I think my wife understands that the girlfriend I was with from 15 to 20 was the, that was a big part of my life. Right. You know, that was a lot of my upbringing. You know, I was all through and through with her fam. You know, I, I even t- today I was working at the VA with one of her uncles, you know, still cool with most of her fam. Still mm-hmm. call her mom, mom when I see her. Her mom done booked me for gigs. Her, you know, <laughs> been around. Right. So, but my wife understands that that was 15 to 20. Right. And we done we done we done built a whole bunch of shit from twenty six to thirty six. Right. You know, we we done built a whole squad. So she kind of knows that like the DJ thing helps me be allowed to do that. That's what I'll say. <laughs> Being a DJ, I get less backlash from like my wife. But previous relationships, you know, it might have been like, "What you doing? Right. Why, why are you doing this?" But ultimately, you know, my wife kind of gets that I have to be somewhat out there. To be on people's minds to want to book me for their for their events, right. I, I can't be just the person that's always at the crib, but wanting work. Yeah. So you know she understands gotta that be I got to be seen to get that work. Yeah, I got to be a little active on there, and some of that comes with old people. You know, like I, I don't even know if my wife knows this. I might have to mark this <laughs> mark this minute mark and skip over this. But two <laughs> skip. I, 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 I've done weddings over the, over the last couple of years of like ex girlfriends that have called me and I always find that like I mean I'm I'm, I'm gonna take your money you know I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna do the work for you but I always find that like are you telling this dude that like or are you just saying this my DJ friend or are you telling me well, what we used to do like does cause go you, Rams yeah it's, 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 so, some of these gigs I've had has been like <clears throat> you know it's nothing it ain't like I'm holding on to no it, it, right. those were all young things but at the end of the day we've done some shit right and you now you ask me to be a part of your wedding day, and it's just like, mm. hey, hey, yeah, yeah. Do I do, Stevie? Here I come. Right. For me, like for sure, like my wife has been around girls from my like youth. Uh, now that can get off because we didn't know each other, so yeah, so. Now, the college situation, that's a little bit different. And it's probably more me. Because mm-hmm. as she tells me all the time, don't nobody want me but you. <laughs> well, she's probably right. Um, but, like, I all, like, when I see one that, you know what I'm saying, there was a issue, yeah. quotation marks, it's, it's, it's not like, hey, how you been? It's like, 
Hey, what's up? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the two fingers. Yeah. Hey, how you been? Are you being good? All right, two we're going to keep moving this way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I don't, and, and, and I'm 99.9% sure it's me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because my wife is far from insecure. She knows what she got, and she won, yeah, 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 <laughs> obviously. Yeah. But it's just it's just me. I just don't like. I just don't want to be in that situation, like ever. Yeah. So I just, hey, how you doing? Mm-hmm. I'm not being rude, but hey, you been good? Are <laughs> right, you been straight? All right, how's everything? All right, we're gonna keep it moving. Yep. I know my wife, man. She she had definitely watched me grow in that category over time because from coming from a single, doing what I wanna, to being with someone. And my DJ in life started to happen. And, you know, like that was a process for me. That was a, you know, I used to almost ban her from coming to things <laughs> because of who might be there and not wanting to go through that while working. Right. So right. I would be like, nah, you don't have to stay at the crib today. Like, Sit like, this one I out. mean, we had yeah, we, we had full-blown arguments and you're not about to treat me like no house slave and not let me do nothing, <laughs> you know, <laughs> all that type shit. So... I have grown, though, from, like, I think now I get less flack about it because I'm, like, I'm the first to say, or even now, like, she can't, she goes places and, oh, you kill his wife. You know, she was out with her friends, bridesmaids, mm-hmm. in Cincinnati. They went out, and somebody that worked the door knew her as my wife. There you go. You know, and it's just, like. She parks it again. She kind of, yeah, she kind of feel like she know where she's at. She knows she got the number one spot, so she ain't tripping. <laughs> right. But, you know, year one of the relationship, when I was turning off all that mess and trying to focus on this, you know, that was a process. So she had to, she had to say her piece a few times and she had to, you know, make you sit back and be like, nigga, what you doing? You want to fuck around? Fuck around. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. So. Fuck around and get these papers, nigga. <laughs> right. You want to fuck around. <laughs> so she, she definitely have, have watched me grown in, in, in just that, that feeling, you know, and how, to, and how to handle that as an adult. You know, like she ain't tripping on the fact that an old girl comment on a post, he, he, ha, ha, whatever, you know, she don't even ask. Right. You know? And I think. It gets so messy with social media, and yes. when, when when you've had that 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 person that's been introduced to the fam. So like, some of my exes are friends with my mom on Facebook, mm-hmm. you know, and she posts something, you know, three years ago or ten years ago. Look at Kayla, mm-hmm. you know, like all oh, looking, looking, like I still see the alls and the heart eyes, and it's like it'd be like uh, you being messy over there. But then again, <laughs> it's like. I'm not about to call you and find out because right. it opens yeah, up a can, that. another can of worms. So right, like, right, 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 right. Like for my wife, like it's she's a very private person. Mm-hmm. Like if you go to her social media pages, there's stuff from like 2013. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> like the last post she's put up. Like she's just it's just not not her deal. Mm-hmm. And um and her sister is very active on social media. So is her mom. Like. Tagging her wall with uh, happy birthday, mm-hmm. da, 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 happy anniversary, da, 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 da. and she turns all that shit off. So, like, you don't see any of that. Yeah. Or, so, like, when the rare times that I'm actually at, po- the rare times that I'm actually active on social media mm-hmm. and I tag her on stuff, and it's like, uh, can you get a better picture? <laughs> like, if you're gonna put up a picture, put up the best picture. Right. I'm like, fine. So I go back and then, like, well, fuck it. I've deleted this, for, so forget it. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, she, but she's private and she's just not like that. Like, yeah. so like when when people find out, oh, you Kevin Nash wife, she's like, yeah, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, right. Y'all can call him that stupid shit if you want. I, He's just Kevin. To me. <laughs> my homeboy man, he cracks me up. He always. Get, Early on in his uh, relationship with, I'm not gonna say his name because he'll be he'll be mad. But early on, early on in his relationship, man, he used to always hit me up like, "Hey, go look up so and so for me and send me some pics." I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what you mean send me some pics? Like, why don't you just making it? He's like, nah, I ain't getting on that stuff. So, like, he didn't, he's not on it. He don't, he don't. He was on it when it was for college kids. Yeah, with the college email. Ugh. Once once they went to the masses, he was like, I'm cool. So, because <laughs> smart man, yeah, he, he turned, he got rid of all that. But then he'd be sitting there like, we have you know the group chat going on a Monday morning at six o'clock, and somebody done reminisce the story, and then someone name come up, and he like, hey, go, let me see what she looking like. You know, he 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 want to see and be a part of it, but I don't want to be logged from a in. distance. I don't want to be logged in. Yeah, you don't want to be logged <laughs> in, man, because I remember those days of uh 
what was it? Black Planet before mm-hmm. MySpace. Mm-hmm. There was Black Planet before Facebook. Yeah, there was man. My Planet, and my goodness, the Black amount Planet was my thing in the military. Um, the amount of <laughs> shit I got myself into messing with that shit, and that and that was just a precursor yep. to to more shit to get into. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then I just not just realized, but you know, I know that like yo, things on social media they're not real. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The people you meet on there. Or talk to on there. If you really don't know them in person, it's not real. Yeah. Like so, like things that are said on social media, I don't take anything personal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's just it just can't. I've I've one thing that I've done with me in social media and to try to change my ways on there is when I'm like when a topic or I see something that makes me chirpy or makes me want to re- re- like like re- reply right now. Yeah. I take 24 hours. Yeah, and then move. and then I like I literally wake up the next day and say, do I still am I still feeling like doing this? And it, it, if I do, petty petty cat. If I do, petty I do. <laughs> it, but most of the time, you know, once I let some time settle, it really be like, nah, I'm gonna let y'all have that. One. You know, like I'm gonna let y'all have. It. And I think it just come with it come with as much social media involvement as I have to have. You know, like I, it's hard for me to like push myself as a business Mm -hmm. and then also like share my kids and no i don't want four pages to do so i don't want a business page and a family page and (laughs) my boys page and (laughs) that's a million passwords yeah yeah, i'm I'm, so i have to just sit back and start and then slow down you know i try to slow down my social media if i'm gonna be sharing something it's something that i want to share yeah you're not allowed to tag me in your own things because i'm because my name is dj killer kev and i got five thousand friends that that's gonna be your marketing avenue. Never, you know. So I've, I've got a control on that now. You know, a lot of shit say add a timeline that ain't even added to my timeline. <laughs> Never gonna be added ever. Like, but what I do with social media, if I jump on there on Twitter or Facebook or IG, and I see obviously there's tons of funny memes mm-hmm. going around, so I, I share that between my circle. Yeah, and we have a laugh about it. Or if it's something real good, I'll post it. Like, oh, this is a good one. Yeah. But what I've really been doing, like, if I see like a conversation going on i still do that you've been involved in that. Mm-hmm. i share things that i've seen on social media we have a dialogue yeah. about it because that's who i want to have the dialogue with Pe- people that i actually know and people's opinions that i really give a rip about yeah. like some people's opinion i don't care about at all and i don't want to hear what you got to say yeah. <laughs> like to be honest yeah because i'm not gonna be keyboard warrior you know what i'm saying exactly. it's not gonna be like oh you got 50 comments on yeah, exactly. i'm not not replying to all yeah. this bro my like i was never a fan of the debate club i was never like that person that had to get 10 minutes of roasting in before we fought you know like <laughs> it was always i'm chill or i'm psychotic so i'm the same way with social media like i'm not about to be we're not going to have 34 comment thread going back and forth about, you know, yeah. testosterone high. You yeah, know, like, yeah. You at work, not yeah. working, <laughs> exactly. banging on your phone not like, at motherfucker, all. not giving you that energy at all. 20 at exclamation all. points. <laughs> <Right>. All caps. <laughs> I'm going to show your ass what it do, nigga. You trying to find me? <laughs> Pull up. Yo. Yeah. Did you watch it? The Bobby Brown. Definitely watch Bobby. Shout out to Bobby Brown, man. Bobby Shabrown. Shouts out to Woody McClain, hey, man. Yeah. Shouts out to Gabrielle Dennis, who's from Cincinnati as well, man. Mm-hmm. Definitely did that thing. Yeah. Now, I must admit, I did not watch them live. Yeah. I watched, what it come on, what, Tuesday and Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So on Wednesday, I watched Tuesday because I remembered. Watching the new edition one, mm-hmm. how many commercial breaks and how Fact. extended those commercial breaks were. Fact. So I was like, yo, we're going to uh, go ahead and uh, skip today. So we we watched it on Tuesday, all two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Christ. <laughs> and then, like, it was the episode two was about to come on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. She's like, I'm not doing it either. It's already fucking nine o'clock. <laughs> right. Let's watch something else and go to sleep. I'm tired. Like we've been watching this shit since six o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we did. We I uh, mistakenly didn't record like the, eight, the nine o'clock one. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, it'll be on at eleven. I know. Right. So I went up record the eleven one. Waited till the next day about you know five o'clock, six o'clock. Started the first one. And then, no, we started to where half of the second one was recording. Okay. And we got done with the first one. Okay. So we literally pretty much gutted through this whole thing. <laughs> in, in one, one city? In one sitting. Woo! And it was like, you know, I might have went up and got some water, checked on the kids, you know, during the during the, the 
you know, Bobby Brown and Whitney dancing in the store, <laughs> you know, fucked up. But Ooh. I was like in and out a little, but I saw 90% of it for sure. So I think it was good. I like how it was put together. I like the story it told. I like how, you know, some things that you maybe thought might have happened, you know, again, it's a story. Yeah, you it's know. his perspective. Yeah, it's a story. So I, I enjoyed it. Though. I thought it was entertaining. I thought it was put together well. It was much. It, it was. It was. It was better than than those lifetime ones that oh, they were sure. you know, tried a few years ago. It was. Uh, it was solid. It was a solid. You know, solid win for Bobby when Janet too. That was a <laughs> solid win for Bobby. Well, solid you know what? I'm going to get the book. I'm going to get the book. Yeah. Um, my homeboy AP. Yo, shout out to my bro AP. He said he previewed the audio book. He was like, can't do it because it's Bobby reading it. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, he had the stroke. Yeah, he's yeah. got the little slurred speech now. Mm-hmm. He's like, man, he's reading the book. And it just is more annoying than actually listening to it. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to go get the book. So, that's on my to-do list. Go to Half Price Books. Go grab the Bobby Brown book to read the whole thing. Because, obviously, you taking somebody's life from from zero to basically 50 years old. You put that in a book, and then you try to take that book and turn that into a movie, mm-hmm. a TV movie nonetheless, and try to compress someone's life. There's going to be a lot of things missing because I, oh, yeah. I started like the first half. The first half of the first half was pretty, pretty. I don't know the word for it. Uh, pretty. And I won't say spot on, but flowed well. Yeah. It's, but it did in the episode two started to get a little choppy, like more of a quote unquote greatest hits like hey you remember this remember this happened this happened this happened this happened so it didn't have that that good flow to it that the first one had but I will say Whitney fucking Houston there the common denominator in all this in all these stories about Whitney and Bobby is drugs mm-hmm. and we talked about drugs with Matt Miller and it all comes back to he really he was a wild boy mm-hmm. he's a wild dude there's no question about that but he didn't get fucked up till he was with her fact so maybe it was him being wild, her being wild, and then them combining and mm-hmm. then just kaboom. Could you imagine being a superstar, you know, bona fide, and then being with someone that's so much bigger than you? Yeah. And the amount of hate yeah. you got on a daily, you know, even 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 with it not being social media per se, you know, you still receiving tabloids. it in the tabloids, you still receiving it in the papers, you still so-and-so, so-and-so's cousins calling you to tell you about so-and-so said this. You know, you're just constantly dealing with people not wanting you to be, that you or blaming you for all this. And, you know, like, when do you turn up? <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> he used to turn like, up. Like, yo, so. the, the, <laughs> I went back after that and watched the Diane Sawyer interview where she says, crack is whack. Holy. Watching that with adult eyes mm-hmm. versus kids' eyes back then. Mm. It's glaring that she's on some shit. Yeah. You go back and watch some of these interviews now that you've grown and you've seen a lot of life and you know what's what and you know what's up and down. She's out of her fucking mind. Yeah. Yeah. She's coked out the whole time. Like that James Brown one that's the floating around the internet. <laughs> you could just tell, like you can tell, yeah, bro. Like that's a part of your breakfast. That's the part of your lunch and dinner. You know? Like, yo, the scene, they start episode two out. When he in there cooking up the crap mm-hmm. in the kitchen, and he come out have a fucking seizure, that nigga go full and boom, and she come out or whatever. Quit playing, quit playing, boy. You always <laughs> playing, dude. Oh, you still breathing? Right. Like yo, yo, Gabrielle Dennis killed that. It's, it's fucked up. Yeah, but she did such a great job at because being, yeah, <laughs> at being fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> like yo, and 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 now just like the Jacksons movie. Mm-hmm. Just like slowly but surely, the new edition movie, this is gonna be hilarious to me. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. It's so fu- I am a bad person because I'm laughing at these people's downfall. But yo, when in the Jackson story, when Michael Jackson is feeding the rat and the rat is getting the rat trap, uh-huh. it's like Mr. Rat's dead, <laughs> and fucking Joe come out good. <laughs> right. I fucking laugh every time, bro. Right. It's so fucked up. He's spilling his heart out. <laughs> good. Good. I can go back to sleep. And then and now every time I see this, all I'm gonna see is Woody McClain playing Bobby Brown and he had a seizure and then he do one of these and mm. 
Yeah, <laughs> and she come up. out like, quit playing, boy. Get up. We gotta get ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> but that shit was dope, man. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm happy for the whole cast, man. I'm definitely, happy that, that the homie Woody McClain had a lot of the members that played the guys in New Edition come back for mm-hmm. this one. So it's like that good that just flow how to good, it. how good that was. You know, yeah. like... Like when I first saw uh, Woody come out like as going to be Bobby Brown again, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yo, that that's almost like, yeah, bravo, because for you to like, almost get stuck in that, yeah, you know, it's saying you did it well, yeah. So it was a lot of people from that new edition story that was in that movie for yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, same sure. producers, uh, different director, um, and you can definitely tell the different directing styles. You know, Chris Robinson, mm-hmm. uh, big um. Music video director did the new edition joint, but I mean, yo, the they they recreated the My Prerogative video. Mm-hmm. They did a lot of cool stuff, and you know, and they they just show Bobby Brown for what he was as a kid. You know what I'm saying? Right. He was wilding, son. Wilding. He was wilding. He was out My Prerogative for real, for real, for real. So, what you think about the whole Janet thing with him and Janet? Think about that, Janet Jackson Man. in and the '80s. Control. <laughs> Uh, I, I, hey, Bobby was out there. I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. You know that to me, guessing that road life, that out about life. You know, out there chasing it, doing what you do. You know, you've given up a lot of your normalcies, a lot of your you know freedoms per se, like to go do things. So I think the the secretness of like being able to you know get this off or get that off. It's almost like that's their world because they are always running from the crowd. Yeah. You know, they always they can't just go to Walmart and pick up some socks yeah. without being there for forty five minutes trying to get through the pictures and the all that. I think he definitely smashed. Though. For sure, I think he definitely smashed. for especially for people like this, like a Bobby Brown who wears their emotions on their sleeve, who doesn't hide secrets about their life, who's willing to tell their deepest and darkest moments. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't take that lightly. I don't think that someone who's willing to say, yeah, man, I was shooting heroin. I was sniffing coke. I was doing heroin. Mm-hmm. I was fucked up. I treated my brother this way. I was, I neglected my children. I did all these bad things. Oh, yeah, and I fucked Janet Jackson. That's the one thing we're going to be like, nah, you ain't do that. Right. What, what, <laughs> this dude is laying it all on oh, the line, bro. Oh. I have no reason to, to say he didn't. And furthermore... Yeah. It's Janet fucking Jackson. If we if we think she's sexy, I'm right. sure the niggas with money think she's sexy too. Right. And I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean shit, and Janet Jackson, it's Bobby Brown. Like, exactly. yo. <laughs> yeah. One of the biggest superstars of the time. Like, why yeah, wouldn't she, she want to? She went through her bad boy phases where yeah. she was chasing that. You know, she was we all have gone through those times where you look back and be like, boy, I was I was wildin'. Yeah, you know we've all done it. So shouts out to Janet Jackson, hey, yeah. living her life. Yeah, living her life, <laughs> living it. Bobby up, Bobby wears hard on his sleeve. So facts, though, man. Yeah. Shouts out to Bobby Brown, yeah, man. That was, that was good, I truly good. hope one day, new edition, all six members can get on that stage and rock out for a whole tour without them having beef. Because I know they got beef again. Mm. Ralph and Johnny on one side, and everybody else is on the other, man. Bro, we the fans. We deserve yeah, this, man. We deserve, we deserve that and, tour that y'all was supposed y'all to give 65 us. Even. Right, not able to do the moves. I still yeah. really can't do the moves. Only I actually saw them down in Cincinnati last year. The Ralph still can sing for mm-hmm. sure. I mean, they all can still can sing. So I ain't gonna say that. But Ralph and Ronnie really the one still can dance. Yeah, Ricky can still dance, but. Ronnie still can Yeah, he can still get it. Still get do it. all the shit. So shots out to my boy Ronnie <laughs> DeVoe, man. But uh I gotta ask you, bro, did you uh happen to check out that Joe Button podcast? I definitely did. I all got, three hours? Uh no. Yeah, okay, good. I got <laughs> I got through about I I found the hour and a half version <laughs> and I got cliff to notes. got to a little bit over an hour. So I got I got most of it down. So. What you think? It was definitely P O V. Like I had to go back and listen to Pump It Up during it. Like I had to, <laughs> I had to just get myself in in in, in Joe Budden form. Like, cause for them to really talk about, you know, really wanted this, something that I never really even thought about. I, I didn't really think about the impact that Eminem could have had on Slaughterhouse. Facts. You know, I did not think that it ever crossed my mind that, you know, how you know. Button said how like Ross 
stand up for Wale and Meek. You know, that was something that they thought was, you know, could be could be for us. And yeah. it was always M too big or you know, the label thinking that Slaughterhouse won't Eminem fans. Like this two different pockets. Right. You know, we're not even chasing that. You know, right. but overall he he put some light. He uh accepted some responsibility. And a I little think, bit. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. He he uh definitely was part of the demise <laughs> of Slaughterhouse. But I think he uh overall, man, he 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 was really dropping, you know, the 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 nerd version of what we think, like the hip hop nerd version of what we think about the slaughterhouse and Eminem thing. Oh, now, now I don't, I don't agree with how he was how he was saying the, the, some some of the songs and mm-hmm. some of the topics, but you know, overall, I, I think he really enlightened us a little bit on some of the things that happened. In my rapper brain. <laughs> right. Right. Hell yeah. I'm retired though. Yeah. So my whole thing about this is that Joe is coming from a place of you didn't do, hold up your end of the bargain, M. Mm. I personally think he's right. I personally think M as the president, as the main guy, as the face and one of the biggest names in hip-hop history didn't do enough to push the Slaughterhouse brand, push them further and further. Mm-hmm. But I will say this, just like Joe said, the Eminem fan, the average Eminem fan, the Eminem fan that's going to spend 60 70 80 $100 to see him in concert isn't the same fan that's going to spend that money to see a Slaughterhouse act. Yeah, The Eminem fan, like you and I, we want Marshall Mathers LP. Mm-hmm. We want Ruckus Eminem. We want this Eminem on this album. A lot of the stuff that that pays the bills, so to speak, yeah. for Eminem isn't what Slaughterhouse is. So if what Joe is saying is true, if Eminem and Eminem's people are pushing these crossover type of sounds mm-hmm. or appeal to Slaughterhouse, that's just bad business. That's just fucking stupid. Let them be slaughterhouse. Let them be dope ass MCs. Right, and that's that's the disconnect, and that's all about communication. And another thing about it is when a lot of people get into the music business and sign up, and they find out it's not what you thought it was. Absolutely, you find out it truly is music business. So when people talk about you know uh, the bad boy family. Is it really a family? I mean, look at all mm. the people that go through Bad Boy Records that are eventually unhappy. Yeah, it's not because they're they're doing dirty business. They're doing business. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Puff's not doing anything. Clive Davis never hasn't done. Fact. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> he's conducting business, and he's Puff is selling the Bad Boy family to the masses. Like, yo, this our family. This is the Bad Boy family because we as a consumer. Want to view them as a as a crew, as a collective, yeah. as a family, but best believe, uh, Faith is not getting the same treatment as Puff on his own label. No, you know what I'm saying? No. There's there's <laughs> levels to it. It's it's business, mm-hmm. and and that's the biggest thing that I I just as you grow, you should know. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's just because like, all right, if okay, take Young Buck. Young Buck was with Cash Money, mm-hmm. then he signed with G Unit, like. Yo, G-Unit is 50, Yayo, and Banks. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to add yeah, uh, we gonna add Young Buck. We're going to add Game. And you start adding all these people that weren't there from the from the bottom. Right. And you make this collective. Of course, it's not always going to be the same. It's yeah, not. It's not. It didn't come from the same spot. Yeah, same it's not place. coming from the same place. And for I do I think Joe Budden's a better rapper than Eminem? Hell no. Do over the last ten years, I don't think so. But it, honestly, I can't say that I'm checking for Joe Button music like that. Right? Like, do I think Joe Button can rap? Obviously, but I'd rather hear Joe Button on a verse than mm-hmm. a whole song. Oh yeah, I don't want to hear a whole Button project in my rapper brain. <laughs> right? Like yo, and 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 I don't want to be disrespectful to his podcast because he's doing shit that we want to do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Like he's just signed a deal, exclusive deal with Spotify, getting that check. 
But I just don't necessarily want agree with him with this. And I really don't even agree, agree with Eminem. What he said about Joe, about the DV charges, mm-hmm. is fucked up because you got DV charges. Yeah. But Eminem has every right to talk about today's rapper. What are you talking about? That's what this is. This is rap. Yeah. And for the rappy rap shit, I'm here for that every time. I'm mm-hmm. here for that every day of the week coming from Eminem. Yeah. I'm, he- I'm here for it from J. Cole. I'm here for it from Kendrick. I'm here from Joe Budden. I'm yeah. here for it from Joel Tweets. I'm here for all that shit. I didn't agree with Budden saying that even though the better part of a decade, it might not have been our favorite projects. Yeah. But you can't say M ain't said nothing. Yeah. You know, he was... He was kind of he was kind of stating that, and then he's one thing that I will give Button credit for for saying was he had to listen to M's project from a fan ear mm-hmm. versus from like a rapper, and I I I I commend him for saying that because like when 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 music is your job, even coming from a level as a DJ, like it's almost taxing sometimes yes. to consume it. It, it. It's like a burden. It's it, it's not enjoyable. You. I got to grind through this album to find a couple songs to play tonight. Or I got to go through all this music to to build up, you know, what I'm trying to build. And it it, it can feel like, ugh. And yeah. I, I can't go out and enjoy a night out with my boys without ear hustling every blend, ear hustling what two songs he, this, this this guy played with, with you know, with, with that song. What blends did he do? It becomes work all the time and instead of being, like, enjoyment. So, to be able to like, you have to really sit back and like devote some some time to let me turn off this outside world mm-hmm. and let me tune into it. If you're a real fan of it, yeah, you know, so. like I, that's the only way I can yeah. consume music is like when I'm doing ride my bike, mm-hmm. anything like that. Because anytime else you on the go, you want to hustle, you moving, shoot. I work at a radio station. I'm listening to music all day. So all day. like I gotta find some time to listen to the non-mainstream music, and it's mm-hmm. almost hard work to do that. You exactly. know what I mean? And and that's what I love. I love the non-mainstream mm-hmm. shit. So for me, Joe, you're not gonna respond. You say M needs to come with some bars outside of his album rollout. I disagree. I do too. We need bars. We need this for the culture, as they, as they, as the kids say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I still love the M album. I respect the hell out of Joe Budden, especially for what he's doing for this podcast life. If uh, y'all, yeah, Spotify for listening. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> definitely. I'll definitely let your love, voice, yeah. man. Love to be a part of that uh, that movement. Yeah, facto, facto. <laughs> uh, Revolt TV too. We yeah. can set up some cameras up here. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Power. Power. Spoiler alert. <laughs> So uh, right now, at what are we at? Uh, Fifty-two minutes. Yeah, we're gonna talk spoilers for about ten minutes. Yeah, about definitely. 10 minutes. Definitely. Power season finale mm-hmm. up in this bitch. Yeah, you checked it out. <laughs> oh, before we get to that, my ma Dukes <laughs> listened to the pod when we was talking about Nicki Minaj. She texted me, "Your language." <laughs> I had to apologize for my mom. So, mom, if you're listening to this, excuse my language. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Kevin made me do it. Facts. I'm sorry. Facts. What he said is what I said. <laughs> All right, ma, what's up? Power. Yeah. Season finale. Yeah, man. Go. Wow. Fuck. It was wow. It was um. I could just tell from the episode that I was getting too emotionally involved with this episode. It had a whole bunch of just little things that was making me like, yo, this is about to get crazy. Extra 10 minutes. Yeah, this is about to get crazy. And I really, I really was shocked at the, uh, at the ending. You know, I did not, I didn't, I saw it coming, but I didn't think it was going to go down. You know, I thought, you know, something would come in, you know, some other avenue they was taking maybe with Dre or, you know, Dre keep, Dre keep still being a dog out here and I don't like it. See, I see, don't like it. before we get to the end, I got to say this, man. Oh, so we're in season five. Yeah. I have realized I only like one character on this show and it's Dre. That's who you like? I don't like, no, I like, I mean, I like the character. I like the yeah. show, but like. I'm kind of rooting for Dre to come through. To come through, like yo, I, I'm because, and I know I'm on an island. I oh, know yeah. this. I know this for sure, because you know, obviously, the show is about ghosts and his stupidity. Very much so. Over and over. Okay, I take that back. I like two characters on the show. I like Proctor and Dre. Everybody else, they could die for all I care. Yeah, like because they're stupid. 
A lot of Lorenz taking need to be smoke. Ben. Need to be smoke this <laughs> nigga. Like, yo, what yeah. are you doing? It's it's when when I turn on the episode and I see nudity come up, hey. I always know it's gonna be some pointless random sex <laughs> right, right, in, this, right. in one of these episodes. I'm glad they toned it back with it. Like, you know, I'm a red blooded guy. Yeah. Just like everybody else. But like, yo, it, these are things like, okay, we've seen Lala's Tatas, we've mm-hmm. seen Notori Nun booty in her boobs, like, hey. Nice yeah. to look at, but now I'm. We just saw Angela get bucking naked. Like now I'm. All right, let's get to the action. Let's yeah. get to the show. Yeah. And I'm glad they've dialed it back a little bit, man. The, to to get to the point of the show. I, I really felt in a few weeks prior that Tommy was about to be gone. Me too. I felt like Tommy was gonna be gone. He was gonna get caught up in something and be off moving forward. Because Tommy is a part of the show, and yes, but. The core, of, you know, going over five seasons, the core of their friendship has gone, you know, Sideways. upside down. You know, they, they're they twisted up in a lot of shit. And it seemed like they always expend, like they, somebody got to go. You know, it always feels like that. It always feels like towards the end of these episodes, something major happens. And we talk about it for nine, ten months, and then mm-hmm. it comes back on again. Yeah. And for it to be Angela, though, that, you know... That could lead the next this next season to maybe maybe Tommy being gone by the end of that season, yeah. you know, because I could see you know Ghost gonna be heartbroken. Ghost gonna be you know number one. You was trying to get me, mm-hmm. got my side piece mm-hmm. that you knew I was turning into my main thing because mm-hmm, your wife is a whore, <laughs> right? She out here in the in the parking garage getting it in for the team. For the team. Yeah, man. For me, I thought that it was gonna come down, and I'm glad it didn't. I thought it was going to come down to a situation of like a standoff situation with Ghost and Tommy that, you know, that Tommy wasn't going to back down and then it was going to force Ghost to kill him. Mm -hmm. And he's going to be broken up about it. But to see Tommy and to see Lala just basically gas him up almost to do it. Mm -hmm. And when I mean, he was trying to kill Ghost. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He was trying to take him out and hit the, hit the, Angela instead, but I mean, what do you think are the repercussions of this going to be? That's what I'm saying. I think like it's going to be a major fallout. It's yeah. not just fallout with Tommy and Ghost. It's fallout like, yo, she's a federal <laughs> prosecutor. Yeah, that like it's, I think I I think that was the beginning of the end for Tommy. You know, that's just gonna. Well, we we said we said, we said that about Dre. A season or two ago, you know, we <laughs> right. said that about uh, Proctor. And, you know, at one point, thought he was done when he had dead bodies in his apartment. Thought he Bruh. was done. So, so that's the, the 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 beauty about power is it grabs you emotionally to like that life and how you daydream about it being hectic and having nine storylines that all mean something to the to to that lifestyle. Yeah, you know, I enjoy it. A lot for that. I'm starting. I'm starting to lose interest in the longevity of it. You know, yeah. Like, I don't it's know. hard to believe we in season five. Yeah, and it's hard to like. It's hard to like keep up that excitement. On, you know, they can't please everybody. So I, I could be the one that they're not trying to please. You know, they, they, people are still supporting it. They doing they doing crazy numbers. Crazy numbers. All good on that end, but. For me, it's just starting to empire itself. It's starting, really, it's starting to like. I want to. I'm. I'm still in it, but like I can. I can see where this just turns into like so much. Like I don't want to see Lala and Tommy running the show in season seven. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't want to see Proctor and his and, and and his daughter now a teenager and you know they in the streets. You know, I, I, like the growth of it is starting to like cap for me. So we'll see. I think we'll see. the biggest thing about the show. Is the fact that they in this season, this season alone, they killed off two major characters, killed off 50, they killed off Angela. Like for the show to continue, you obviously need somebody to raise up the ranks mm-hmm. and be that next. Bro, Timmy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> to, to be that adversary. I think that the storyline, the main storyline that that piques my interest the most is Tariq. Yeah. Like that's the main thing that's piquing my interest. Is it going to be a situation where he's going to be at school just slanging? Is he going is he going to ever come to his senses? 
is, is he's going to be a boss like his dad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Is his like dad going to be trying to kill Tommy while he out here trying to boss up? Yeah. <laughs> like, is he going to get his crew together, get mm-hmm. his boys together, and he he try to become the next man? And, like, like, like I do agree it's a lot of storylines. And with them killing off Angela, I think that, I mean, that obviously kills her storyline. <laughs> but, I mean, I think that takes a lot of the the DEA stuff away. I think it focuses more back on Tommy and Ghost and uh, the wife, like, trying to figure out this whole situation. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, there's no more Angela. So, obviously, Ghost and Tommy is going to be at it. Fucking, he killed Silver yeah. in the parking lot. So, now the wife is going to be, we're having to him, Ghost. She's going to be in the tizzy. And, and, and more importantly, this is the biggest question about power. Where the fuck is the youngest daughter? And where the fuck is Lala's son? Ain't seen Lala's son <laughs> since season one. She pointed, talked about him. You know, I got a baby to raise, but it was just a room with a, with a sunlight. <laughs> a room with a LeBron poster. Yeah. All, you saw, all you saw was the room and sunlight. You didn't see no child. That is very true. It is very true. Oh, man. I, I hope I hope it doesn't start getting you know too because like the the storylines with Sacks and all those you know the cop side of yeah. it, you know like so now are they gonna have to try to find Angela's killer like is that gonna is that gonna be their role for this right. season because I mean the one dude from Fast and the Furious he going to DC now yeah. he took the gig in DC now I like Sacks I like Sacks because he brings that comic relief to the mm-hmm. show um, but like okay the new uh, the NYPD detective lady. Yeah, yeah. She's the, she's in the mix. But I mean, where do we go from here now? We don't have mm-hmm. Angela to basically tie everybody together. That's that's the main yeah. question. I I just if anything, if it starts to crumble as far as like everybody getting caught up in some shit, you know, I think that's when it's gonna start to like cap for me. Because, you know, from where it started to where it would be going, you know, like I don't want like you say, we're starting to lose some of our core characters. Yeah. So, like, I don't want to replace 50 with Tariq at 25. Right. You know, I don't want to replace uh, Angela with, you know, some some new uh, agent that's coming in that, that you know, is fucking with Tasha. Right. You know? And that's the thing about it. That's the thing about it. Like, a lot of shows nowadays are coming in with a cap on how many seasons what their story is, they know how it starts and they know how they want to end mm-hmm. it. So they're just really writing the middle chunk. They yeah. come in like uh, Breaking Bad, for instance. You still not all the way up. Season five, episode two. Okay, good, good, good. Oh, yeah, you're in for it. <laughs> so they knew from the jump they're doing five seasons. So when you know that type of stuff, you don't have those throwaway episodes like on Walking Dead. I loved, I used to love The Walking Dead. I still watch the show. It's not definitely not as good as it used to be. But now they're like in season like nine. And now it's just so many throwaway episodes because, oh, man, we, yeah, shit, we got to do 16 episodes yeah. a year. Uh, all right, this episode's about them growing corn. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and that shit gets mundane and it gets boring. Right. But when you go into it knowing like, all right, this is the story you want to tell and this amount of time you want to tell it in, that way you don't ever get bored. Yeah. That's one thing with like, one one show that always kept my attention and surprisingly was like twenty four. I heard I heard twenty four. Twenty four, even though it was quote unquote a day. Yeah, you know the story. It didn't make sense in the thought process of this all happened during daylight and now like this all happened during the nighttime. There's a lot of shit that happened in twenty four hours, and we're only at an hour of each. <laughs> each episode is one hour of the okay. day. Okay, so it would be like not realistic. Okay, so since I never watched twenty four, so twenty four. The whole season was just supposed to be twenty four hours. Supposedly, like that's like the like they like they'll start the season. This happened from seven to eight, episode one. Episode okay. two happened from eight to nine. Ain't Epis- never heard of traffic. Episode three, <laughs> nine to ten. So it's like all this is not happening in one day because it would it would literally sometimes get into the evenings in some of these shots. Like so, it, <laughs> it didn't make sense. But the storyline was so good that you like. Only like the ones that catch the cup here and the cup there. Those people were the ones I felt like could see that the yeah. storyline itself. You were just locked into right, 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 right. Jack Bauer being Jack Bauer, you know. And I think with like with with this, we want we love seeing ghosts be ghosts. Yeah, we love seeing Tommy be Tommy. Tasha has grown on us, you know. Like the characters are growing 
but I feel like they're going to get to a point where it just becomes like, man, come on. Yeah. Like, and like you say, you got to cap it off. Even like, I hate to bring it up again, but the Mac Miller thing, you talk about the drugs. Like, I felt watching Breaking Bad and seeing somehow, you know, druggies can die, you mm-hmm. know, with, you know, throwing up on your back and, Woo! you know, being stuck, you know, and like, it kind of coincides with what we were talking about. But like, it opened up, it opened, TV opens up your eyes to like the, the lifestyle or the things that you think you know about or you've been a part of, or you grew up around, it brings you back to that, to that yeah. feeling. The good, the good shows. Oh, so, man. Ain't nothing like good TV, hey, man. Nothing like good TV. Power, power did good. You know, I'm not knocking the effort this year. I think it was great. I don't want my words to sound like I'm bashing them. Yeah, you know, the power for next will come for you. Oh, they will. They will. Hey, because they came for me when I said Snowfall was better than power. It came for my neck, man. I, Snowfall, I'm too behind now. I, oh, I'm, then I won't say nothing. I done slowed up just because I've been watching Breaking Bad. Gus Gus was going through it, so Yay! I had to I had to I had to get through, see what happened to Gus. And now that I'm through that, I'm ready. Gustavo Fring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a that was a season four had me. I I I think I watched like seven of the episodes yesterday, bro. Like I was grinding. I started early in the morning watching them about like two or three of them. Got busy around the house, turned it on again. Started watching football. Buckeyes up 35 nothing. back to Breaking Bad. Like, I was watching it. So I got through season four. Plus, I was waiting for power to come on. So the evening hours, I was pretty much gutting through them. So I got through season four of Breaking Bad last night, and I got episode one in where he got hair again and, yeah. beard, and a beard. So that, that's that, that's all I that's, Okay. That's where I'm okay. at. Okay. You'll probably be done by next pot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I will, for sure. That's what's up, man. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. You can't make this up podcast. Peace. Yeah.